University Press Podcast. I'm Michael Hoke. What does a leftist foreign policy look like? Is it on the right track now, or is it time for a change? Joining me today is Michael Walzer, one of America's foremost political thinkers who served as the editor of the political journal Dissent for more than three decades. His new book is A Foreign Policy for the Left. Michael, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. What does, uh, what does the current leftist foreign policy look like as sort of a benchmark of where we want to go? I'm not sure that there is a, a leftist um, foreign policy. One of the difficulties of the left has always been its, its focus on what we're best at, that is questions of domestic policy, how to create a more egalitarian society, a better welfare state, a better public education, those kinds of questions. If you remember Bernie Sanders' campaign, that was a typical left campaign. Um, he was running for president of the global hegemon, mm-hmm. the, the leading power in, in, in the world, and he had virtually nothing to say about foreign policy. Um, and that's a, that, that's a general condition. There are, and, and I think it derives in, in significant ways from the fact that um, foreign policy, questions about foreign policy force us to think about the use of force. And leftists are very uneasy. Um, most of us would rather just say no. <laughs> <laughs> right. And what about what about somebody on the left, um, potential 2020 candidate, um, Joe Biden, who sort of prides himself on being a, a, a foreign policy wonk, in a sense? Um, is he does he have ideas that are, are, are more on the right track or is he sort of falling into the same trap? No, I think that um, he, he is a liberal internationalist and um, he does have real interest in foreign policy and, and real commitments. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him a, a leftist. Um, I, think of, of, um, I, I think of what it means to be a leftist is to be committed to the, the promotion of left ideals, um, egalitarian ideals most importantly, but also democratic ideals, um, around the world, and that means looking for comrades, um, people who who share our commitments to democracy and equality, and trying to uh, to help them. And that's not um, that's that's that that's not the primary interest of um, somebody who is a, a national political figure, and who has to put the national interests of the United States first. Because my, my book is, not, is, is only partially about what leftists should say about American foreign policy. I also think the left has to have a foreign policy of its own, mm-hmm. of our own. We have, we have organizations and parties and unions and, 
NGOs and, and magazines and newspapers, and we should be engaged on our own. And that will often involve um, kinds of engagement that, uh, that a government can't, um, can't undertake. Think of um, Syria at the very beginning. Um, this was an uprising of, of the people we called the good guys who were secular Democrats or said they were secular Democrats. And I think what happened early on was that um, CIA or other American operatives in the field told President Obama that these were good guys, but there weren't a lot of them. And that if we gave them the sophisticated weapons they were asking for, they were very unlikely to be able to hold on to them, let alone to use them successfully. Mm -hmm. And so the United States, as a, as a state, as a government, was very wary about getting involved. But we, on the left, we didn't get reports from operatives in the field. We should have been talking to those secular Democrats because they were our comrades. And we should be asking them, okay, whatever the U.S. government will do, it will do. What kind of help can we provide? political help, intellectual help, financial help. What, what can we do to help your cause? And is this work, is this work better um, done through, say, NGOs or um, humanitarian uh, organizations or, or even just sort of cultural diplomacy? Or is this something that, it, that the government should and, and, and can handle? Well, sometimes I would like our government to act well in the world on <laughs> behalf of uh, democratic causes, on behalf of uh, freedom and, and equality. Um, but uh, yes, I, I, I do think of, um, of some of the, of some NGOs, um, Human Rights Watch or um, Amnesty International, I think of these as organizations um, which are the, the closest we come on the left to um, an international brigade. <laughs> um, these are our brigadiers in the field and they, um, they are working for the kinds of, um, of causes that I think uh, the, the left should be, uh, should be defending. They are, they are our, our people on the ground. Um, at, and often in places where we wouldn't want um, American soldiers on the ground. We want precisely people like, like the, the volunteers for organizations of that sort. And has the left been doing this wrong all along? Or, or, or was there a time when, when they were doing things the way you're proposing? Um, and if so, when did it sort of go off the rails? Well, we, we have never, we have not been very good on, um, on foreign policy. Think about, think about the, the contemporary national security state. We have a national security state, which is obviously the creation of people on the right. Uh, the Patriot Act, a massive surveillance of American citizens, a very, very big military budget. Um, this this is an anti-immigrant uh, sentiment. This all this is the national security state. 
Now, why has the left never had an alternative vision of, of what, um, of, of how to protect the security of our fellow citizens? And, and the reason is we've never acknowledged the need for security. I mean, in the, in the 30s, um, the Socialist Party in France or the Labour Party in, in England voted consistently against the, mil against the military budget in the face of, of Nazism. In 1939, Norman Thomas, the much-loved, people didn't vote for him, but they liked him, <laughs> head of the Socialist Party, uh, wrote a book called Keep America Out of War. It was a book arguing for reductions in the military budget in 1939. And then all through the Cold War, many, many leftists were denying that there was any, any communist threat. Stalin was Uncle Joe, a good Democrat in the eyes of too many leftists. Um, so we had nothing to say about security. And after 9-11, um, many, many leftists have, um, have looked at Islamism, radical Islamism, as um, an anti-imperial politics, a, um, a politics that is best explained by reference to Western aggression uh, abroad. And we have not, we, we have had nothing to say about, we haven't, Given, given any evidence of a commitment to the physical safety of our fellow citizens. And so there is no left-wing version of, a, of national security. Uh, and therefore the right walks in with, and, and we get a, a kind of state that we're against, but without, without ever suggesting to our fellow citizens a plausible alternative. And, I mean, President Trump obviously ran on an America first um, sort of platform, which entailed more than just national security. But is there is there a sort of are, are Democrats, are leftists being a little naive um, in, in their approach to nas national security? It's it, it may be naivete. It may be um, just a, a, a refusal to think in any way about these these issues. Um, it may be a general hostility to um, refusal to think about the use of, of, of force. There is also a, a, a deep vein of, um, of anti-Americanism in the American left, which is, which is the consequence of, of living in um, the global hegemon when you don't believe in hegemony. You, you don't believe that anybody should be hegemonic. And since, and, and therefore you are, many of us are, opposed to not just selectively to some of the things America does in the world, which we should be opposed to, but to everything America does in the world. And that's not a, um, that's not a foreign policy. And yeah, I mean, is this is this a voter-driven issue? Is it is it politicians responding to what they think voters on the left want them to say, or is this just so ingrained now that it's it's it just is the way it is without any thought? Well, I think Bernie was responding to and and obviously with some success to um, a constituency that wanted to hear about domestic political issues, and that 
really didn't want to hear um, about foreign policy issues. Uh, he, he could champion universal health care, um, college without uh, tuition, um, to enthusiastic audiences. If he'd started to talk about what to do in Syria or what to do in Iraq in a serious way, he would have turned off much of his uh, following. So is there, are there things on the right that the left should be paying attention to? Are there, are there principles to adapt here or are there uh, things to, to modify for a more leftist view? Um, or, or is it a completely different approach than what the right is currently taking and the left needs to, to forge its own path with regards to national security? Well, I, I think um, the, 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 the policies of the, of the Trump administration have been disastrous and they certainly require a left opposition. They are, they are gestural politics. You know, you, you launch a, um, a, a military strike in Syria it's a one-day event, um, and you have no follow-through. There's no diplomatic or political follow-through. The, the, the act has no consequences at all, but um, the president says, I'm a strong man, and I've acted strongly in the world, and I have expressed American strength, um, and nothing changes in the world. Uh, so yes, that's the kind of engagement uh, that we should oppose. We should oppose the bluster in, over North Korea. We should be advocates of diplomacy and conciliation whenever conciliation is is possible. Um, we should oppose trade policies that um, that uh, that do great harm to third world countries. We are internationalists, and therefore um, America First has to be modified by um, some sense of global responsibility. Um, so uh, we are uh, we are in opposition, but what what I think is most important that our opposition has to be uh, has to represent a serious engagement with the actual difficulties of acting in the world. And what about with regards to something like the uh, military spending? Always a hot, hot debate between the right and the left. Um, the right pushes for more spending, the left pushes back and says we spend too much on the military. Is the left wrong on this issue? Should, should military spending be what it is? Or is there, uh, is there you know, maybe some room for, uh, for compromise? There's, there is certainly room for reductions in the, the very, very large military budget, but those reductions require an argument about what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. Remember that the moment a couple of years ago when um, in Iraq we, we rescued the Yazidi population in northern Iraq, which was threatened with massacre by... Um, ISIS fanatics who thought they were heretics or infidels or whatever. Um, we rescued them with the help of Kurds on the ground and the American Air Force. And the rescue was required sophisticated planes because we had to be able to hit ISIS targets and not kill the people we were rescuing. 
Um, and I would, and most people on the left, even people who have been against American policy in Iraq, thought that this was a good thing to do. But some of those people would have voted against the military budget that, that enabled us to do it. So when you think about the military budget, you have to think about what we should be doing and what we should not be doing in the world. And you have to look for, you have to be willing to fund uh, the, the weapons we need for the things we should be doing. And are there guiding principles for how and when uh, the left should come about making that decision to intervene or not to intervene? Well, w one of the things we should always be doing is talking to and listening to comrades abroad. Uh, I remember some years ago there was a debate in Britain about membership in, the, in NATO. And um, Jeremy Corbyn, who's now the head of the Labour Party, but then was a backbencher, was, a, was in favor of withdrawing from NATO. And that was taken to be a left position. But it never occurred to Jeremy Corbyn to talk to fellow leftists in places like Poland or Lithuania or Ukraine who might have a very different view <laughs> and who in fact do have a very different view about the value of, um, of NATO. It never occurred to him to talk. Now maybe, maybe we, we, we don't have to do what comrades abroad want us to do, but we have to engage with them. We have to talk to them. We have to think about what's at stake for them when we make decisions. That's what it means to be an, an internationalist. And as far as, yeah, it's a little ways out, but it's never too soon to start talking about the next election, I guess. Um, for you, what do you need to see um, in a 2020 Democratic candidate's platform, um, especially going up against this sort of idea of America first, uh, the mantra of the right currently? And, and how do you get that to resonate with voters? Yeah, I in in the in the elections that's coming up this year and in the election in 2020, all I want right now is to win. <laughs> um, the the uh, the advance of the the right, um, not only the, the the Trumpian right, the blustery right, but also the very effective work that's being done to destroy government regulations that protect the environment to destroy public education, all of that has to be resisted. And at this moment, resisting means supporting any candidate who is capable of defeating um, Trump or, or, or any uh, Trumpian successor. Um, so I, 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 I think of, um, of, of my politics right now as representing the left wing of the possible. That's a phrase from Michael Harrington. And, um, and the left wing of the possible is in the Democratic Party right now. So I would support left candidates in Democratic primaries. But if they lose, I would support the winners and do it with, with, with energy and enthusiasm because right now the crucial thing is to, is to defeat um, what has become a, 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 a very powerful and very effective 
right-wing politics in America. And speaking of the elections, obviously a big story continues to be and, and will continue to be is Russia's interference in elections, not just in the U.S., but around, uh, around the world. What, what does a leftist or what should a leftist foreign policy look like with regards to, uh, to Russia? Well, first of all, any, any leftist will immediately tell you that the United States has interfered in elections uh, <laughs> around the world uh, many times since uh, 1945. So we have to stand for the integrity of democratic elections um, in the face of any great power. And we have to think very seriously about how to sustain that integrity given the new uh, the new technologies, which I confess I know very little about, but um, but that that also requires serious serious thinking on the left, and it is um, it's a thinking that can't be just um, pointing toward Russia because uh, there are uh, this, these new technologies can be and will be used by um, by other countries, including probably our own. Well, and you bring up a good point uh, that, uh, that the U.S. has certainly interfered in elections in its time. How, it, within the realm of foreign policy, what are the challenges with sort of reconciling that, uh, you know, do, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do sort of mentality with regards to things like interfering in elections or, you know, the U.S. doesn't have the best track record with things like civil rights and, and gender equality, yet that is the agenda that you would want to, to push in a foreign policy. How do you, how, what are the challenges of reconciling that? Well, um, great powers will, um, will often be hypocritical in what they do abroad. Um, so we have to try to hold our country um, and leftists in other countries have to do the same thing, to hold our country to some um, standard of, 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 of decent behavior in the world. And we have to hold ourselves to, um, to a higher standard of, um, of commitment um, to uh, the, the principles that have over many years animated the left, which are equality and democracy, human, human freedom. And when we advocate positions in in um, America in America, or when we make contact with with people abroad, we have to be, be committed to those principles, and we have to refuse, as leftists have, too many people on the left have defended too many authoritarian uh, regimes, uh, regimes that claim to be leftists but are. In fact, brutal tyrannies. Um, we have to we have to hold ourselves to a very high standard of um, principled commitment. And for somebody listening in who may be uh, frustrated with the current direction of of the country, or frustrated with current uh, foreign policy on the left, what what sort of um, advice do you offer for getting involved or is there is there hope out there that you see <laughs> yes um get involved is, is, is the advice i would give. simple as that <laughs> march demonstrate vote write letters um organize at the local level 
um, join the campaigns for school board, for city council, for, for state assembly. <clears throat> the left has been much too focused on um, national politics. Uh, not enough, I think, on international politics, but too much on national politics and not enough on local politics. And we have let, um, we, we have left uh, local politics to evangelical churches and the National Rifle Association and, and other groups of that sort. Um, and it's, uh, it, it is, it, 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 it's not, we have to recognize that the place to fight is where you live. Um, and that's the message we have to get across to our, to our activists. Well, the book is A Foreign Policy for the Left. Michael, thanks for coming on today. Thank you. That does it for this week's episode of the Yale University Press podcast. Thank you for listening. Find us at YaleBooks.com or on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or your favorite app. And while you're there, if you like what we're doing, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a rating.